we can't remove the things in life that end up creating the fear. Things like heartache, things like losing a job, things like natural disasters, things like disease, things like death. We can't remove those things from life. That is something that we have to deal with being alive are those situations. That's the snake biting us. But those situations don't have to be the end of us. Fear is a profound and fundamental emotion that we as human beings have. It's what keeps us alive. It's a warning signal within ourselves, the warning of danger, the warning that we're going to cause harm to ourselves or to someone else. We need fear to survive. Living in a world without fear, though it may seem pleasant, would end up causing us to lead to our own destruction. We would end up hurting ourselves. We would end up putting ourselves into dangerous situations and eliminating ourselves over time. It's why fear has persisted throughout the evolution of us as a, as a species, as a human being. But fear in its own ways is so paralyzing and damaging and requires us to be able to harness it and get it under control and to be able to keep it from taking over our lives. And the most common form of fear that you hear people talk about all the time today is anxiety. Anxiety specifically is fear of the future. It's fear of some kind of upcoming hypothetical situation. And so what do you do to get through fear? How do you conquer fear? How do you defeat it and get through it? There's a story from the Old Testament, regardless of your faith, regardless if you even have a faith, that this story gives a great example of, of explaining how to defeat fear. The story goes, the Israelites have been wandering in the desert after being saved and leaving Egypt and their slavery there. They're not happy where they are because they're wandering in the desert and they get upset with God and they get upset with Moses and they get impatient over the fact that they're wandering and they, they're in between the home they knew before, which was Egypt, and but not at the new home, which will eventually be Jerusalem. We're going to take a quick break from that video and just ask for you to like and subscribe and to share the video with a friend. It helps the channel out a ton. Thanks so much. And they complain to Moses and they complain to God about the situation that they're in. God's response is that God sends venomous serpents, venomous snakes to the people, to the Israelites to bite them and kills many of them. Sounds kind of cruel, but bear with me. The Israelites realize that they made a mistake and they go to Moses and they plead with Moses, hey, can you tell God that we're sorry? 
and for the snakes to go away. And so Moses prays to God, and God's response is, build a bronze serpent and place it upon a staff. And when one of the Israelites gets bitten by one of these poisonous snakes, have him or her look at this bronze statue, and he or she won't die. Now, you might be wondering, what the hell does that story have to do with getting over fear? Voluntarily looking at the thing that frightens you, voluntarily looking at the thing that happened to you in life that bit you, and looking at it, even though it fills you with fear, even though you think it's going to kill you, it's going to destroy you, removes the power that it has over you to take you out. So this story from the Old Testament is saying that when you voluntarily face the things that frighten you, and that's the key, it needs to be voluntary. It needs to be by your own doing. When you choose to face the things in your life that scare you, the things in your life that you think are going to destroy you, you will overcome that. It doesn't mean that these experiences that end up activating the fear don't hurt. God doesn't, in the story, doesn't get rid of the snakes. He just gives a solution for the snakes not to kill you. It's the same thing with us in life. We can't remove the things in life that end up creating the fear. Things like heartache, things like losing a job, things like natural disasters, things like disease, things like death. We can't remove those things from life. That is something that we have to deal with being alive are those situations. That's the snake biting us. But those situations don't have to be the end of us. That's the venom that we can extract by facing the fear that those situations bring up in us instead of falling prey to them and then collapsing within ourselves and leading to our own demise, whether it's literal death or just the demise of our life, you know, going further into having a life that is just a living hell. And so that story is reinforced by psychology that doesn't end up being developed for over 3,000 years after that story was, was written. Psychology, in its, own, in its own way, reinforces that that is how one overcomes fear. The psychological version of that would be, would be like exposure therapy. Exposure therapy being you are scared of something. You are scared of spiders or snakes or, or enclosed spaces or flying. What an exposure therapy does is you slowly expose yourself to that fear in small, conquerable increments, and you slowly work yourself up further and further and further. What ends up happening 
is that not only does the fear start to shrink, the reason why the fear shrinks is that you are building up a sense of confidence over whatever it is that scares you. That is what leads to that place where you conquer whatever the fear is that you're wanting to deal with. You put yourself in a situation where you voluntarily face the fear, starting in small increments, whatever you feel that you can conquer, but that's still challenging. And you, you build up further and further and further and further. So practically, what would that mean? So practically, let's say you lost your job and you're scared that you're not going to be able to take care of yourself, that you're not going to be able to make money again to keep yourself going, to pay your rent, et cetera, et cetera. How do you conquer that fear? You break that fear down into these small pieces and then you look at them. So one small piece might mean, let me look at my resume or look at an example of a resume if you don't even have one. Let me look at that. I'm not necessarily gonna do something with it yet, but let me look at it. Let me just see what I have. And then the next step would be, okay, let me make a change to my resume. Let me update it with the experience I now have. What would be the next step to conquer the, the next piece of the fear? Let me look at what jobs are out there. Let me just open up Monster or Indeed or LinkedIn and just take a look. Just see what's there. I might not, I'm not necessarily going to apply right now, but let me just look to see what's there. And what's the next step? After you piece polish the, your resume, you apply to one job. You go through the effort of applying to one. What's the next step after that? You apply to another. What's the next step after that? You apply again. Eventually, you get to a point where there's an interview. You get reached out for an interview. You might be scared to do the interview. You know, a lot's at stake. You need a new job. You need to get money. You know, you're going to be judged by these people. How do you conquer that? Maybe you watch a video about how to practice for a job interview. Maybe you answer some, you know, you look online for some common questions that are asked in an interview and look at them. Maybe you start answering them how you would answer them if they came up. Maybe you stand in front of a mirror in the outfit you're going to wear during the interview and you talk about yourself as if you're talking to the interviewer. Throughout this entire process of using this one example of the fear around finding a job, all the while, you are voluntarily looking at what is frightening to you, breaking it apart into pieces that you can conquer. Just like in the story from the Bible, it wasn't a live serpent that was placed on the staff. It was a bronze serpent. It was a facsimile. It was a, an image of. It wasn't the real thing. But it's, you're breaking it into these pieces that can be conquered. That's how you overcome fear. You face it voluntarily and you build the confidence within yourself to continue to build up and go deeper and deeper into the fear until you get to a point 
where you have had so many victories over these smaller pieces of the fear that you end up completely getting through the fear and you have so much built up confidence that whatever it is doesn't invoke any fear in you at all. We can all think of examples of things that we've done in our life that in the beginning were very frightening, but now have become so commonplace that the fear isn't there at all. A great example would be something like driving a car. When you're 16 or 17 or 18 and you're learning to drive a car, it can be unbelievably intimidating and unbelievably scary. But then as you do the lessons, as you continue to practice again and again and again, you end up getting to a place where you can just get into the car and drive where you need to go. And you don't, the fear doesn't activate at all. Not, not at all. It's commonplace. It becomes like, it's just not a big deal. That's how you conquer fear. You break it apart piece by piece, and you voluntarily look at it. And as long as you follow that pattern, no matter what fear is in front of you, no matter how humongous or intense or devastating life has thrown at you, even something as the death of a loved one, or even your own death, impending death, by allowing yourself to voluntarily look at it in small, conquerable pieces, you can overcome that fear and move through it. Thank you so much for watching this video. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you'd like to watch more videos like this, click over here. I have lots more content for you to enjoy.